Amen. Well, it's great to be in the house of the Lord. This is the day that the Lord has made. I trust you're rejoicing in it. I trust that you have a spirit of gladness in the house today, a spirit of faith in the house today. Jeremiah 31, verses 38 to 40. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the city shall be built to the Lord from the tower of Hananiel unto the gate of the corner. And the measuring line shall yet go forth over against it upon the hill Gareb, and shall compass about to Goeth. And the whole valley of the dead bodies and of the ashes and all the fields under the brook of Kidron, under the corner of the horse gate toward the east, shall be holy unto the Lord. It shall not be plucked up nor thrown down anymore, forever. I'd like to start by saying this today. Valleys are where the Lord moves in miraculous ways. The Lord is not only completely comfortable with valleys, He is completely capable in valleys. The Lord is comfortable with valleys. This is a part of life. This is a part of advancement concerning the kingdom of God. The Lord is completely comfortable with valleys, and He is fully capable in valleys. Prophetic words, the whole valley of the dead bodies and of the ashes and all the fields under the brook of Kidron, under the corner of the horse gate toward the east shall be holy unto the Lord. It shall not be plucked up nor thrown down anymore forever. When the Lord visits a valley of dead bodies, His intent is to bring it to life. When the Lord brings us before a valley of dead bodies, a valley of ashes, dead fields and dead gates, his heart and his intent is to bring it to life. When the Lord visits the valley, his intent is to bestow beauty instead of ashes. Fruitful fields, miracle yield. You know, there is a special place in the heart of the Lord for the valley. Ezekiel 37, we know it well. Verses 1 to 10, we'll read from the message. God grabbed me, and I pray that God would grab you today. God's Spirit took me up and set me down in the middle of an open plain strewn with bones. He led me around and among them, a lot of bones. There were bones all over the plain, dry bones bleached by the sun. And he said to me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Master God, only you know that. He said to me, prophesy over these bones. Dry bones, listen to the message of God. God, the master, told the dry bones, watch this, I'm bringing the breath of life to you, and you'll come to life. I'll attach sinews to you, put meat on your bones, cover you with skin, and breathe life into you. You'll come alive, and you'll realize that I am God. I prophesied just as I'd been commanded. As I prophesied, there was a sound, and oh, 
rustling. The bones moved and came together bone to bone. I kept watching. Sinews formed, then muscles on the bones, then skin stretched over them. But they had no breath in them. He said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man. Tell the breath, God, the master says, come from the four winds. Come, breath. Breathe on these slain bodies. Bring life. So I prophesied, just as he commanded me. The breath entered them, and they came alive. They stood up on their feet, a huge army. Can we see the correlation, the parallel, and the connection today? We serve a God that has his eye on the valley. We serve a God that has his heart set on the valley. We serve a God that visits the valley. We serve a God that fights for the valley. And here we see that he involves us. That he grabs us, that he brings us before these impossible situations. That he brings us before a valley of dead bodies, a valley of ashes, dead fields. When the Lord visits a valley of dead bodies, what is his intent? Back to the text, Jeremiah 31, verse 40. And the whole valley of the dead bodies and of the ashes and all the fields under the brook of Kidron, under the corner of the horse gate toward the east, shall be holy unto the Lord. It shall not be plucked up nor thrown down anymore forever. Concerning the valley, the word of the Lord today, it shall be holy. It shall not be plucked up. It shall not be thrown down anymore forever. You see, when the Lord visits a valley of dead bodies, his intent is holiness. His intent is to bring about holiness. As he attaches redeemed sinews and muscles and brings these bones to life, as he brings the ashes to life, the fields to life, the dead things to life, why holiness? Because without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. Hebrews 12, 14, holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. You see, he doesn't just come to raise the dead bodies, to raise an army without purpose, to raise an army without a call, to raise an army without a mandate and a vision to raise an army without a distinctive mark. The Lord comes to the valley and visits the valley to turn valleys of death into valleys of holiness, into valleys of life, valleys of fruitfulness and abundance. He comes to raise an army of holiness branded with His name because when we are branded, everybody knows whose we are. The distinctive mark of life, life that only God can bring, that only God can give. The valley shall be holy, and it shall not be plucked up, shall not be uprooted, shall not be overthrown, shall not dry up. This is the plan of our God. I wonder if He's taking you today or He's taking you before a valley.
He's grabbed you. The Spirit has taken you up. He's set you down in a valley, a valley of death, personal valleys, family valleys, relational valleys. This great valley, this world, I think of our city, River Valley. God is still interested in getting us involved in the process of ushering in miracles. We can't just sit back. God is looking for a people that he can grab. That'll get taken up in the spirit and see through his eyes. Not see the valley for what it is right now, but see the potential. See the preciousness. God is looking for people that will speak in line with what he is commanding. We say. Not prophesying our own thing, not declaring our own thing, whether good or bad, but declaring what he has commanded us to declare. The Lord is interested in raising up a prophetic generation. Shall not be thrown down anymore forever. This valley shall not be destroyed, shall not be beat down, it shall not be torn down, overthrown, and ruined. You see, the plan of God and the heart of God is to change the valley forever. Not that it would revert back to death. His heart is that the valley would be changed forever. That that which is brought to life would remain alive. It may be a valley. It may be our valley. Gary Wilkerson, the son of David Wilkerson, said these words. God asked Ezekiel, son of man, can these bones live? What a penetrating question. God asks the same of us today. Can the dry bones in your situation come to life? Can your rebellious child be revived? Can your unsaved loved ones be brought to Christ? It is a question of faith. Do you believe that this can happen? It's also a question of desire. Do you want this to happen? Are you grieved by the dry bones in your life? If your answer is no, that's a sign of dryness, a lack of spiritual unction and passion over the dark condition of the world. Here was Ezekiel's answer. Oh, Lord, you know. This was a response of trust. Lord, only you know these things. You have given me a vision of horrific death. Are you suggesting these bones can live? Is it really possible? The very question had roused Ezekiel's faith. It was what God was waiting to hear. And he does the same with us to stimulate our faith. What is the Lord's heart for the valley? What is he saying today concerning the valleys? It shall be holy. It shall not be plucked up. 
It shall not be overthrown. It shall not be thrown down anymore forever. And you know what? The Lord is here today and he's asking that same penetrating question. Can it live? The valley, the bones, the dead things, the ashes, the fields, the gates. He's asking you today, can it live? The Lord hasn't given up on the valley. His heart is still set on the valleys. And I know that there are those here today with dead valleys. My prayer is that the Spirit would take hold of us today. As He sets us down in these places and opens our eyes to the horrific reality but then the real reality of what potential there is. I pray that we would, like Ezekiel, be a people of faith, be a people of prophetic declaration, that we would allow the Lord to have his way and that we would speak as God has called us to speak, that we would not give up on the valley, that we would not be content with the valley, though comfortable, because we know our God. And we trust, we trust in Him, the one who is fully capable. Think of this world we live in, this world of fallenness, this world of dead bodies, ashes, dead fields and dead gates. We know John 3.16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. God's desire is to bring change for good. His desire is to bring change that lasts. You see, God sent Jesus, think of it today, to a valley, the valley of dead bodies, to change this valley forever, to change this world forever to rescue the dead bodies and to raise the dead bodies, to make them holy. To raise an army of holiness, not just a army, but a vast army. John 3.16 says that all those that believe in Jesus should not perish. Are you a part of the holy army of God today? A holy army has a holy obligation to stay alive. A holy army has a holy obligation to stay holy and thank the Lord that He helps us, that He helps us in this. You see, the reality is some do tragically perish. They've risen. They've been holy. They believed, yet they've perished. And I feel to say today that the Bible does not preach once saved, always saved. We can't lose sight of the motive, intent, and product of our resurrection. But concerning all of us here today, it's time to let faith arise. The valleys that are existing in our world and the valley that exists outside of these walls. What do we see? Do we have the same heart for the valley that the Lord has? Are we declaring the words like, it shall be holy, it shall not be plucked up ever again, it shall not be uprooted ever again, it shall not be thrown down anymore forever? Can we see 
what is really real. John 10.10, we know it, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. We look at our world, you might look outside and you say, I don't see a bunch of dead bodies. But can you see what's real? Spiritual eyes. Do we see with the eyes of the Lord, do we see what he sees concerning this world? What a lie the valley of death is bought into. Because the truth is, the only true living is holy living. The only true living for the valley is when God grabs hold of it. And so we push past natural eyes. Just because there's walking doesn't mean there's living. And just because there's breathing doesn't mean there's living. The valleys that exist in our personal lives and the valleys that exist outside this wall and the great valley of this world still with those that need to be raised. The valley needs prophetic power and Holy Ghost breath to come to life. The voice reads, the thief approaches with malicious intent, looking to steal, slaughter, and destroy. I came to give life with joy and abundance. The Lord sees our valleys. It could be that we're here today and we don't see a valley that exists in our life. Yet if we would ask the Lord, is there a valley of death? Is there a valley of dead bodies in my life? A valley of ashes? A valley of dead fields? Dead gates? If we would ask the Lord, the Spirit would come and the Spirit will grab hold of us. God's Spirit will take hold of us and He'll set us down in those valleys. And He won't just set us down to look at the horrific sight. He grabs us and He leads us there for a purpose. He grabs us and He leads us there and He sets us down in that place so that we see with spiritual eyes. We see the potential in the valley. It's not so that He can bring us there and leave it as it is. But He's inviting us into this that valleys be changed forever. He's grabbing hold of us and he's setting us down and you know what he's saying? He's saying prophesy. Sons and daughters shall prophesy. That we would begin to speak in line with what he says. That we speak what we are commanded to speak. Jeremiah 31, verse 40. And the whole valley of dead bodies, and of the ashes and all the fields under the brook of Kidron, under the corner, unto the corner of the horse gate toward the east shall be holy unto the Lord. It shall not be plucked up nor thrown down any more forever. Did Jeremiah prophesy before Ezekiel? You know, I wonder if Ezekiel had this word hid in his heart. And so when he was taken by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley of dead bodies, he had vision, though embryonic, he had vision. Why? Because as we've heard as of late, 
Second Chronicles 20.20, believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. 2020 vision as we've been exhorted. Let us be reminded today that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so I wonder if we would take these words and though we have faith, though it may be embryonic, as the Lord grabs hold of us, as the Spirit sets us down in these valleys, these valleys of impossibility. The Lord sets us down in these places. Would we remember the Word? Would we allow the Word to come alive? Would we lean into the Word and not lean into the words of the world? Not lean into the words that would come and infiltrate our mind as the enemy would try to get to our heads? to have us speak things that we should never speak, say things that we should never say. Confession is powerful. God is looking for a prophetic people, a people that don't have a split tongue. Let every word be acceptable to the Lord. Let every word declare what he would have declared. Gary Wilkerson continued and he said, Then he said to me, prophesy over these bones. Once our faith is engaged... Once we have waited on God and he has stirred our faith, he calls us to action. He asks us to prophesy, that is, to address our dry bones situation in faith. We are to speak life into our families, believing that God empowers our words. We are to speak life on our jobs, knowing that he holds us in his hand no matter how dark the environment. To do this, God must breathe his life into our being. I will put breath in you, and you shall live. God did just that for Ezekiel. The prophet testifies, so I prophesied as I was commanded. Can you say this about your walk with God? I spoke blessings and peace into people's lives. I also said difficult things. I said everything the Lord wanted me to say, and through it all, I knew he was with me. That is the power of the proclamation of the gospel. What happened when Ezekiel prophesied in faith? There was a sound, and behold, a rattling. The word sound here echoes Acts 2, when the Holy Spirit breathed new life into the disciples of Pentecost. Ezekiel witnessed something similar, as suddenly all the dry bones in the valley floor were animated, filled with life. They came together to form living bodies. I will lay sinews upon you, and I will cause flesh to come upon you and cover you with skin and put breath into you, and you shall live, and you shall know that I am the Lord. Can we receive the word of the Lord today? I want to ask, are we speaking life? Speaking life in certain environments and speaking that which is opposed to what the Lord would have us speak in other environments speaking life over certain people and speaking death over others. You see, we cannot be this people. God is calling us to be consistent. God is calling us to speak only what he commands, what he would declare over the valleys, what he would declare over the dead bodies that we see, the strewn bones and the ashes and the dead fields and the dead gates that we see in our life, in our family, in our world. God's asking us to speak what he would have us speak, not what we want to speak. We might see death 
God sees an opportunity. God sees the potential. God sees how precious the valley is. And so we need his eyes. And then we need to speak as God has called us to speak, to declare what God has called us to declare. Ezekiel was already part of the army of the Lord. And here the Lord used this man by the power of the Spirit to change a valley of dead bodies. I want to say to all of us here today, God wants to use us to change dead valleys. He wants to use us. He wants to partner with us. He's grabbing us. He wants the Spirit to take hold of us. He wants us to see as He sees and speak as He speaks so that these valleys can come to life. God partners with people. He's not looking for a people. He's not looking for a church that just sits back and lets God do it all. He's saying, it's time for you to get involved. It's time for us to be involved together, to raise dead things to life. He's looking for our voice. He's looking for our faith. I believe the Lord is here today to stimulate your faith. Embryonic faith. But to stimulate that faith. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of the Lord. I want us to never forget that valleys are where the Lord moves in miraculous ways. I want us to never forget this, that the Lord is not only completely comfortable with valleys, He is fully capable in valleys. I want to encourage the church today, all of us here today, let's believe God. Let's believe His Word. Let's believe His prophets. And let's prophesy to the valley the Word of the Lord. Begin to say, it shall be holy. Begin to declare and prophesy that it will never again be plucked up. Begin to prophesy as the Lord has commanded that it will never again be thrown down anymore forever. We need to speak life into these situations. But does God have your tongue? Does God have your voice? If we're really honest here today, does God have your tongue? Does God have your voice? Let's address the dry bones situation in faith. The ashes, the dead fields, the dead gates. Any dry bones situations in our personal world today? Valley of dead bodies, ashes, fields, and gates. The Lord knows his heart for the valley, but he's after our heart, our stimulated faith, our voice. He involves us and he is counting on us. You know, Ezekiel wasn't uncomfortable with the valley because he knew. He knew the Lord. And he knew that the Lord was completely comfortable with the valley and fully capable in the valley. The Lord wants to use us to change valleys forever. You see, he needs us completely comfortable with dry bones situations. I want to say this this morning. Not content with the situations, but comfortable. Because we know his heart for the dead valleys and that he is fully capable in dead valleys. We serve a God that raises the dead. He brings dead things back to life. But we need to know that. We need to be convinced of that. 
This is who he is. This is what he says. His heart is set on the valley. He wants to bring life where there is death. He's looking for a prophetic people. He's looking for a prophetic church. Prophetic marriages, prophetic homes, prophetic children. That though we see a horrific scene, we see through his eyes and we see the potential. I believe the Lord is taking us to valleys, personal ones, relational ones, family ones, and of course the one outside these walls to ask us the question, can it live? You might look at your situation right now and I don't know what it is. The Lord knows. Can it live? Could be your marriage today. Can it live? Your health today, can it live? God's asking us, your home today, can it live? The dead things outside these walls, can they live? The dead people in our lives, can they live? When the Lord takes us to a valley and shows us a valley of dead bodies, I want to ask today, are we overwhelmed by the situation? Overwhelmed with the seemingly impossible situation? Overwhelmed by what we see? Because if we're overwhelmed, we might just start to speak as we shouldn't speak. Rather, we need to be overwhelmed by the one who is able. His ability... His word, His power, His authority. When the Lord takes us to a valley, we have to draw on confidence, and that is our confidence in who He is and who He says He is. And we must never underestimate His capability. We must magnify His ability and His capability. Begin to magnify the Lord concerning the valley. Begin to lift up the Lord. Begin to declare who He is and declare that nothing is impossible with God, that His arm is not too short, that it cannot save. Listen, if you have no other words to say and you have no good words to say, shut your mouth until you let the word of the Lord build up inside of you and then begin to speak. Rogue words have no place in our voice. God is calling us to be a prophetic people. He wants your voice. He wants your tongue. The enemy comes to discourage us. The enemy comes. Even when God's Spirit is grabbing hold of us, I can just see it today. God's setting some of us down and it's already the enemy's right there and he's starting to throw thoughts into the mind because he wants to get the thoughts in the mind down to the heart and he wants to begin to have us speak things that are not godly that are not right. And I wonder if negative confession is having its way with your valley. With valleys, God wants to bring to life. But this negative confession is stopping the miracle. Confession is powerful. The words that we speak are powerful. The Bible exhorts us concerning these things. We have to be those that speak life. When the Lord asks us if the valley can live, we should respond like Ezekiel. Lord, oh Lord God, you know. 
And so let it be that there's no negative talk, no negative confession, no diseased utterance that would cap the prophetic voice, kill the prophetic voice, the voice that prepares the way for the ushering in of change and God's great miracle. You know what the Lord is saying? He's saying prophesy, and he's saying prophesy as I have commanded you. Begin to pray prophetic prayers. Begin to declare the word of the Lord over your situation. I feel to say this today, that valleys are a part of advancing. Valleys are a part of growth. The reality is that valleys are a part of refining and reworking. We have to learn the purpose of the valley. We have to learn the preciousness of the valley. We have to learn the potential of the valley, and we have to learn the price of the valley. And the Lord wants every single one of us here today completely confident and comfortable because of who He is when God's Spirit grabs hold of us, when He takes hold of us and sets us down, when He shows us in our own world these valleys of dead things. God wants us confident in who He is. He wants us comfortable in that place, not content with the situation. Ezekiel wasn't content. He opened up his mouth, didn't he? And he began to speak, and the change came, and God ushered in a miracle. Let's have the worship team return today. If you don't have the words, would you begin to declare in faith the words of Jeremiah 31:40 concerning your valley, concerning the valleys, concerning the valleys outside these walls, the whole valley of dead bodies and of ashes and all the fields under the brook, under the gate, shall be holy unto the Lord not plucked up nor thrown down anymore forever. Are there any people in your world that you've given up on? Are there dead bodies you've given up on? Bones you've given up on, ashes you've given up on? Are there fields you've given up on? Gates. God hasn't given up. His heart is still set on the valley. And the valley is where God moves in miraculous ways. We declare a lasting miracle, a lasting visitation, a lasting resurrection, a lasting move. Would you allow the Spirit to take hold of you today? Think of our own personal lives. We might think everything's okay. Remember the words of the psalmist. Search me, O God. Try me. Know my heart. Dig deep. Get a clear perspective of what's going on inside. And I add this today. If there be death inside, Lord... If there be a valley of death, show me and then lead me. Show me and then lead me. You might look at yourself and say, I got this issue and it's never going to change. I can't get over it. You might be here today, it's an addiction. I can't get over this thing. 
There's so many areas, so many things the Holy Spirit is speaking in this place. But as he sets us down, as God's Spirit grabs hold of us, sets us down in those valleys, we need to say, Lord, give me your eyes. It looks like a horrific situation. But Lord, let me see the potential. Let me see what you see. Let me see what you see, Lord. Give me the words to speak. Teach me what to say. Teach me what to say. God will give us the words to speak into our situations. God will give us the right words to speak concerning every valley. He commands us that we prophesy. He commands us that we speak in line with his word. We don't add to the word. We don't take away from the word. We speak his word because his word brings life. His word brings life. And I wonder today if you can hear the sound of the rushing wind. I wonder today if we would ask the Spirit of the Lord to come and visit our valley. I wonder if we would begin to prophesy in these moments, in these closing moments, to those dead things that are lying on the valley floor. I wonder if we'd begin to prophesy to the dead fields, to the ashes. I wonder if you would lend your voice and allow the Lord to take hold of you and take hold of your tongue and begin to declare His Word. Ask Him to give you the words right now to speak in line. And then you know what he says? He says, prophesy to the breath. Say to the breath, come from the four winds and breathe life on these situations. Breathe life on these things that we think are impossible. Some of us need our eyes, our perspective changed today, shifted today. The blinders need to come off. The scales need to fall from our eyes so that we see what Jesus sees. We see what the Lord sees. We see the potential and we see what he wants to do before he even does it. We walk by faith and not by sight, the word says. And so I don't know what your situation is today day, but your valley is destined to live. The valley is destined for life, for fruitfulness, not that it remain dead. Let's stand today. Lord, we know that you are able. God, we know that all things are possible with you. And Lord, I pray right now that you would grab hold of us and that we would have your heart for the valley. Lord, that we would see as you see. And I pray, Lord, if there are those of us here today, we've been standing at that valley for a long, long time, and we've given up hope. Lord, I pray that we would hear your word once again, that you are the God who brings the dead things back to life. I pray, Lord, that those people even we've given up on, those situations, those circumstances, God, nothing is impossible, and we believe that you're still you're still about ushering in a miracle for the valley. And so, Lord, we give you all the glory today. I pray for every person here, Lord, the valleys that are represented in this room. God, we just ask you now to come and grab hold of us. Lord, I ask you right now to take hold of us. I pray, Lord, in this place that we would trade negative confession for positive confession. Lord, not just positive thinking, but God, we would grab hold of the words that you would have us speak, and we would speak as you declare we should as you've commanded that we should. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Just ask him right now, Lord, show me these valleys, God. And if you already see them in this place, Lord, show us the valleys. Lord, I see the valley. Would you just begin to open up your own mouth, begin to open up your own voice, just begin to declare what the Lord would say over the valley this morning? Thank you, Jesus.